The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. A man in today's world wants support and guidance when tackling life's problems, but many times we feel that we need to keep our heads high and just deal with it. You know, that's not always the way to handle the issues. Now, there's Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. From health issues to family, workplace, sports, and more, we're here to provide a frank and open discussion of the topics men need to hear. Now, here's your host, Carl Bobo. What's good, Fundaman? How you doing out there? And the whole Funda world. Hope everybody is doing well. We are broadcasting live today from the San Francisco Bay Area, and uh, it's a little brisk and cool outside. I mean, I I took my dog out earlier this morning, and it was uh, uh, a lot colder than it normally is in California, for those of you who are familiar with the California weather, Uh, but it was uh, refreshing. You know, every now and then, that good, uh, cool breeze has a way of kind of energizing us and waking us up. So uh, I, I appreciate it. But at the same time, I also do appreciate this normal 70 plus degree weather that we have uh, more on a regular, uh, consistent basis. But it's a good day. It is a beautiful day. Hey, check this out. I had a an attitudinal adjustment moment uh, the other day um, going through a it had a little turbulence, a little obstacle, a couple of obstacles that were thrown uh, in my way. And I sat back there for a moment and uh, just started trying to figure out things and trying to navigate through them and things of that nature. And uh, all of a sudden, I said, one thing that I like to do sometimes when I'm thinking and if there is any stress is I go work out. And uh, this was no different. I decided to go work out and something about working out gets the adrenaline flowing, gets everything going and allows uh, me for sure to be able to think clearly and uh, come up with solutions and uh, guidance and all of that kind of stuff. But the other day I was working out and kind of had my earphones on and kind of got lost in the moment and probably pushed myself, well, not even probably, I did push myself uh, harder than uh, I should have, and and literally pushed my muscles to total exhaustion. I mean, it was one of those that I, I couldn't move fundamentally. I was just wore out and needed to sit down and do absolutely nothing to try to recover. And while I was doing that, matter of fact, I had uh, got into the hot tub and uh, started thinking about some things as I was soothing my muscles, and I had a thought cross my mind, and it said, wait a minute, you just worked yourself out into total exhaustion, and you said your muscles are so fatigued that you don't even have any energy to do anything else. And here you are sitting in a hot tub because you feel you deserve a break. You need to recuperate. And a thought came across my mind that the heart, which is in between our chest cavity, 
is basically a muscle. And I said, well, what happens if your heart decides that it's been beating for 30, 40, 50 years, that it needs a break? It is totally exhausted. It just wants a five-minute break. And I recognize, I said, yeah, you know what? That means that we're out of here. You know, five-minute break on the heart means that you you no longer exist on this side of earth. And what that basically did to me when I said attitudinal adjustment, it made me say, you know what? This is a beautiful day. It doesn't matter. It's a magnificent day. And it doesn't matter what, what happens or what's going on in your life as long as your heart is beating from the man, from the world, as long as we get up and the blood is pumping through your veins and that heart is beating, it's actually a beautiful and magnificent day. And as I said, irregardless of anything else that might be going on around you. So I just figured I'd drop that into you because I like to be uh, let, let you know uh, everything that's going on with me as well. So I just want to drop that by you and let you know that, hey, it's a good day in spite of. Welcome back to Fundamentals. Good to see you, to talk with you all and uh, to have you tuning into our particular program on today. And if you are new with us, uh, because every week we just seem to be getting uh, new and additional followers, and we appreciate that. We we do, and we appreciate uh, Fundamen and Fundo World that is out there spreading the news about this particular program here on Voice America's uh, Empowerment Channel. So we definitely do appreciate it. But so, but if you're here with us and you're new, uh, you you understand, and you probably have been told that this is a show that actually focuses on men stuff. But get this, we have been told on a regular basis that it also has practical applications for everyone dealing with life stuff. So even though our focus is on men's stuff, ultimately we're trying to deal with life stuff and teach people, provide a form and everything to get the best out of life maximize our time that we have here because we we only go around one time. So we appreciate you being here tuning in uh, with us and we hope that you get some of the same benefit that uh, all of us have been getting uh, for some time right now. Look here, I'm your host, Carl Bobo, and I say welcome to Fundamentals. Today, I want to talk to you from a subject that that's important to me. I mean, something that I, I I really think needs to be talked about. And and literally, it's a, a simple phrase. It's playing to win. You know, playing to win. It's as simple as that. I mean, you know, we, I just mentioned we only get one time at this thing called life. So why not win at this game of life? And we're going to talk about how, how do you really play to win? Matter of fact, I'm kind of break it down uh this today, we're going to do it a little bit different. I'm going to give you a little foundational stuff during this first section, and then I'm going to give you some 
uh, some points that you can do in the second section on how to have a winning attitude and all of that stuff and uh, so that you can play to win. And then we're going to, uh, in our man down section, we're going to give you some practical applications and take a look at some uh, that uh, act- some people that have actually done this. So uh, that's going to be the gist of what we talk about. But but what I want to start this thing off with, Fundament, is something that somewhat irritates me a little bit. That, see, there, there's a philosophy that's going around, and I've seen it in children's sports. And it just rubs me the wrong way. It's this thing about, in children's sports, about not keeping score. You know, I had the premise to attend some of those. And I said, and, and then I was talking to an advisor that actually used to work for me. And uh, uh, she was talking about being at her uh, grandchildren's game and, and how they don't keep score. It's, it's all about fun. It's all about teaching them uh, just to enjoy the game itself. Now, you know, some some person came up with this idea. I guess that keeping score and competition is bad for the psyche of children and started basically pushing for playing for fun. Now, now I want you to understand uh, fundament, I have a fundamental disagreement with this philosophy. I actually like that. It shows fundamental, but I actually have a fundamental disagreement with this philosophy. And I'll go on record, I would have never allowed my children to play on one of those teams because I actually think it's more detrimental to them than it is beneficial to them. Look here, let's keep this thing real. Life is about keeping score. You need to understand that. Every adult, every fundamental on this call, you you have a scorecard. You may not realize it or not. I tell you the truth. Heck, one way of keeping score is your credit report. But life is about keeping score. Life is competitive out there. I mean, there's competition everywhere. Look, we just finished a presidential election. And I'm not here to talk about that today. But but in this election, there was a winner and there was a loser. There's no other way to put it. You can sit there and sugarcoat stuff any way you want to do and try to minimize. No, the bottom line is somebody won and somebody lost. And that is the reality of life. You know, there, there, there's no prize for just participation. <laughs> I mean, what's that linebacker uh, for, for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers? Harrison. Uh, he took a lot of flack uh, in social media and stuff because when his children played uh, on, on a team and they all, everybody got a trophy for what was called participation. And he sent the trophies back. He wouldn't even allow them to have them. And, and people gave him flack about it. But again, I actually agree with his philosophy. It's like nobody's going to give your children anything in life. Nothing's going to, they're going to have to go out there and earn it. They're going to have to earn their way. They're going to have to uh, uh, make a pathway 
in their life. And if they sit around there with this attitude that things are going to be given to them with just participation, they are headed in the wrong direction. Look here, now let, let, let me say this. I told you this, this whole philosophy irritates me. But one thing I can guarantee you is I guarantee that it was not a funder man who came up with this idea. Nah. Yeah. No funder man came up with this philosophy. Now, I cannot say for a certainty who came up with it, but I can guarantee it wasn't a funder man. So now, you say, well, then where did it come about? Now, I've got some strong suspicions. Not saying I'm 200% right, funder man and funder world. But I've got some strong suspicion that it was more likely to have been a mother who was reacting to the tears of a child who had lost a game. And I understand where mom comes. No mom wants to see their children crying and things of that nature. But it was some mom probably, I didn't say emphatically, I said probably, who was reacting to the tears of their child who lost the game and said, they just need to learn to have fun. They just need to play the game and don't keep scoring. Let me go on record again. I disagree with this. Because let me tell you something, losing some games uh, in my youth really helped me more than, than I even have the words to express. I mean, we, I didn't win all the games. I didn't play on all winning teams. But I tell you what, uh, what losing did help me do, it inspired me to work harder. I mean, it, it, it got my, my competitive juices flowing, if, if you will. You know, uh, not 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 getting a trophy uh, was something that motivated me to work hard for the next opportunity. Let me tell you, something. I remember vividly one one team I played on. I mean, they they gave trophies when we were coming up uh, in divisions to the first, second, and third place team, and we we were in this competitive uh, baseball game, little league baseball game, and. Uh, and we, we ended up losing the final game of the season, which dropped us down to fourth place. Now, even though the, the other three teams, our records were similar, but, you know, you had to, to go to this little ruse and pose and kind of determine who had the better, not only record in the competition and head up, head to head and all that kind of stuff. But the bottom line is we ended up fourth, which means we were out of the trophy uh, getting uh, top three positions. Well, look, I didn't even want to go to the banquet, man. You know, and nowadays, a lot of times, uh, parents won't even make their children go to banquets if they're not getting a trophy. Oh, you don't have to go. You're not getting anything. But let me just say, my, my dad made me go to this banquet. And we sat there doing the whole banquet. You know, they had spaghetti and pizza and all that kind of little, you know, stuff. And you you sat there and eating and you had to sit there and you had to watch some of your friends because our friends played on other teams. You had to watch them go up there and get the first place trophies and get the second place trophies and get the third place trophy. And knowing 
that after we left the banquet, I was going to have to return home and deal with some of these same friends who were going to rub it into me and egg me up. Ah, look at our trophy. Oh, you didn't get one. Now, fundamentally, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a part of life. I needed that. And when I went home and they had their trophies and they were bragging about it and making even comments, ha ha ha, you didn't get one. I like I used that information and that moment and that that uh, that uh, not getting a trophy and all of that. I needed that to inspire me. I mean, they took pictures and all kind of stuff with their trophies and their team. Our team didn't even take a picture because we didn't get anything. See, we need to be very careful, fundamental, that we don't create a society of mediocrity because life is competitive. Children have to compete. Even when they're trying to get into college nowadays, it's, it's competition. You know, I'm in the Bay Area with Cal Berkeley. I'm going to tell you, it's so many people that apply for Cal Berkeley that can't get in. We have to understand, it's competition. They have to, children need to learn how to compete. If they've never been in a competitive situation before, then they won't know how to compete. I mean, you've got to compete for jobs and fund the men and, and fund the world. You know about this. You've got to compete for promotions. Hey. Those of you that, may, that, that are listening from uh, other areas and all across the world, you know, in California, you've got to even compete for a place to live. And I'm not talking about simply buying a house, but even leasing a house or, or renting an apartment because they have so many people applying that just your credit by itself does not mean anything. Just your income by itself does not mean anything. They want you to you know, send some pictures and 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 to, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and why we should choose you over someone else. People have to be competitive. You know, we got to understand that, you know, life is tough. And it's even tougher depending upon how you play the game. So what I'm trying to challenge us to do is, is we want to play to win. Now, listen, playing to win starts with laying the right foundation. You actually have to deserve to win. You have to deserve victory. I'm reading about Winston Churchill. Uh, he had a rally cry for the British people during uh, World War II. And it was based, it was real simple and succinct. He said, look, hoping and praying for victory was fine, but deserving it was what really mattered. What does that mean? Well, According to Churchill now, what he says is victory comes only to those who work long and hard, who are willing to pay the price in blood, sweat, and tears. Hard work is also, we need to understand, the building block. I mean, this is the building block of every kind of achievement, and without it, everything else is what they would call pointless. Think about this fundamental. You can start with a dream or an idea or a goal. But before any of your hopes can be realized, you truly must deserve your success. You know, if you look at all great organizations out there, teams and people, there's one common denominator that they all have, and that is a second to none work ethic. You know, people uh, all across the world want to work for Google. 
and it is a great company. Don't misunderstand me when I say it's a great company, but they have restaurants there. They have bowling alleys there. They have workout rooms there. They've got dry cleaning service there. They've got everything there. And people say, that's a great place to work. But there's a reason they have everything there is because they want you to keep working. They want you to put in those 14, 16 hour days and have no need to rush home. See, great organizations have great work ethic. New England Patriots have as a team, great work ethic. I was, my, my oldest son was telling me something about Michael Jordan the other day, and uh, we, we're here in the Bay Area where Steph Curry and the Warriors are doing well, and, and they talk about Steph Curry's new workouts and all of these things that he's doing that has transcending uh, what athletes do in the offseason. But what he found out is that some of the same stuff that Steph is doing is actually what Michael Jordan was doing when he was playing. He found out about some things and started doing them and didn't let everybody else know what he had found out that gave him that edge. But Michael had a tremendous work ethic. See, the intense effort to win and be successful is always there. And when it comes to work ethic, fundamentally understand, there can be no compromise. Any other promise of achievement? You know, uh, Rick Pitino in his book, uh, The Success is a Choice, talks about, he said, it's fool's gold. And we all know fool's gold is all around us. You know, everybody's looking for that that quick fix, you know, that easy way to lose weight, no pain way to get a better body, uh, that, that, that lottery fantasy to, to get rich, you know, the easy, no assembly required way to feel better about yourself, as if all you have to do is follow some type of uh, simple directions and your problems will disappear. No, that's fool's gold. You have to deserve victory. Secondly, before we go into this break, uh, in laying the right foundation, you have, you, you've got to eliminate what I call is the play not to lose philosophy. Too many people uh, are living life playing not to lose. We've seen this in, in athletic teams who are out there and they, they start, they play a good game. And they dominate a team for three quarters in the NFL. And then all of a sudden they get to the fourth quarter and they get conservative and stop doing what they were doing all alone to get that big lead and start playing not to lose. And many of those teams turn around and end up losing the game in the fourth quarter because they're trying to play it safe. A lot of people in life doing this, trying to play it safe. You know, I want to be a business owner, but... What if I fail? You just automatically start assuming the worst, and therefore you play that self that, that that safe route. You don't even enter into the ring to become champions, but but rather you you just get excited to be in the ring. Come on, people, that's not playing to win, fundamental. If you're gonna play, why not play to win? I remember Herm Edwards, the, he was coaching, I believe it was the Jets back then. He had that classic speech, meltdown kind of speech, when they were questioning him about the game. And he said, you play to win the game. And he just yelled it over and over. You play to win the game. Nobody's like, you don't play to just play. Well, in life, we need to understand that. See, it makes no sense to prepare for a championship and then coast alone. I mean, why would you work so hard to get to the Olympics and then decide to play it safe? 
Fundamentally, we can learn some things about this in life. We need to learn to turn our fear into fearlessness. The true winners in life are those who meet each opportunity with determination. Hey, look here, we're going to take a break right now, and then we'll come back and I'm going to give you 16 developing steps for that winning attitude so that everybody can play to win. We'll be right back in just a moment. You've been listening to Carl Bobo on the Empowerment Channel of Voice Americas and Fundamentals. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. Voiceamerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. Voiceamerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit voiceamerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. Voiceamerica.tv. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back. Welcome back. Appreciate you being back with us. We've started talking about this subject of uh, playing to win because this is what I want all fundamental to be about is win. I want you to win in all aspects of your life. I want you to win at work. Uh, If you're married, I want you to win at being a husband. If you're a father, I want you to win at being a father. On the job, uh, in school, Uh, In sports, whatever you do, if you're trying to get your body in shape, I want you to win. I want you to play with to win. And that's what it's all about. So what we want to do right now is I want to give you 16 steps uh, to developing that winning attitude. And again, if you drive and just listen, but when you get home, go back and and, and replay this so you can write them down, because I think there's some positive things in them. First thing that you got to do is you have to think positive. Fundamentally. You have to think positive. Those of you that have known me for a while and if you've been on my website at uh, choose2embracelife.com, you know I'm about attitude. I'm a big proponent of that. I, I think our attitude truly determines our altitude, how high you go in life, what you're able to accomplish, what your success. It's all about an attitude. You know, I believe the glass is always half full, never half empty. And what I don't like, and my my sons would say, I don't like to use the word, I can't. What do you mean you can't? It's not about can't. In many cases, it's won't. But what do you mean you can't? You can do anything that you put your mind to do. 
They're, people out there that have accomplished great things, they're not superhuman people. They have the same blood running through their veins as you and I have. They get up every morning the same way that we did. They went to sleep last night just like you did with uncertainty if they were going to wake up because they understand they don't control their life. But would they? But they attack life with a different attitude. This is what it's all about. You know, I talked to you last week about, you know, how my dad said, uh, uh, talked to me and instilled in me about uh, people, everybody puts their pants legs on one leg at a time, just like the other person. And he said, so therefore, they're just like you, son. And he said, and I said, comically, he said, if you ever run across that dude who can just jump into his pants with both legs at one time, he said, now that person is special. You got to watch out for him. <laughs> so fundamental, think positive. You've got to surround yourself with positive people, read them, but you got to think positive. Number two, set goals and write them down. You know, write your goals down with target schedules. So let me say that again a different way. Set goals and write them with target schedules. See, here's the reality, fundamental. Without dreams, how can you have a winning attitude to fight life's many battles? You can't. You got to dream. It's fun. Dream a little bit is good. That's like living curiously and all that stuff. So we need to dream. But without target schedules, goals are just fantasies. That's the difference. See, so I want you to set your goals. I want you to write them down. And then I want you to have specific dates that you're targeting to make these things become a reality. That's what moves it from simply being a dream or a goal and a fantasy and making it become reality. Number three is the one word I call passion. Passion fundamental. Look, you've got to be passionate about life. You've got to be passionate about what you want to accomplish in life. You know, you hear me every time when we start our, our, our broadcast, I'm, I'm talking about how great of a day it is. Why? Because technically it is a great day. It doesn't matter. As I just said a few minutes ago, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. I'm not saying you don't have problems. But the real special person, in spite of their problems, can find the great things that are going on because the reality of it is, is we have more good going on in our life than we have bad. And whatever it is that you want to win in, you need to be passionate about it because that shows what's on the inside. Number four, don't, don't have a feeling of entitlement. You, know, you got to get that out of your mind. Let me see. Let me let you be clear on something. Nobody fundamental owes you anything. I'm like, can I say that again? Nobody owes you anything. And I'm going to go even clearer that not even your parents. You got people sitting around waiting on their parents' inheritance. Let me tell you something. That's their money. They have to win an attitude. They were successful. And they made it happen. 
you don't actually deserve any of it. It's out of the now out of the kindness of their heart if they want to share some of it with you. And I think that's an attitude that's now starting to happen all across the world because a lot of millionaires and billionaires, the the Bill Gates and the Buffets, they all are saying, hey, look, I'm not leaving all this to my children because it, it actually causes a problem. So nobody owes you anything. Uh, number five, choose your friends. Please, fundamentally. Choose your friends. If you're going to have a winning attitude, you need to be around winning people. You can't surround yourself with mediocrity and you want to be, do great things in life. No, people play up to the level of competition. I used to tell my sons when they were growing up, I wanted them to play with older kids because it would challenge them and make them play harder. So choose your friends. Choose from people that you're around you. That's something you have control over and surround yourself with people that are making some things happen and have the right attitude in life, that winning attitude. You all can then feed off each other. Number six is perseverance. You got to have perseverance. What I mean by that fundamentally is simply never give up. Don't do it. Don't be discouraged by rejection and setbacks. Failure isn't failure until you quit. Now, I got to say that again. That's pretty profound. Failure isn't failure until you actually quit. I was reading something about KFC founder Colonel Sanders, and and he was uh, quoted as saying that he failed a thousand times before he got a yes. A thousand times fundamental. That's why one of my favorite statements was by Og Mandino, the author who said, failure will not overtake me if my determination to succeed is strong enough. We got to persevere. Abraham Lincoln in, in his business, at age 31, he failed in his business. At age 32, he was defeated in a legislative race. When he got to be age 34, he failed again in another business adventure. Age 35, he had to overcome the death of a sweetheart. Nervous breakdown at age 36. From that age 32 to 58, listen, he lost seven more elections. The last one at age 58. And guess what? At age 60, he was elected president of the United States. Perseverance is what that's called. Number seven from the men, you got to believe in yourself. Let me tell you something. That sounds like a very simple and not necessarily a deep statement, but no, it's, it's powerful. Because if you don't believe in yourself, why would somebody else believe in you? It it starts with yourself. When you believe in yourself, that energy that you give out, people can then feel it. They can see it and they can buy into everything that you're about. So you've got to believe in yourself. Number eight, get some inspiration from family members. I mean, and loved ones. But you got to find the right ones to do it. Now, that ties into when I told to you a little bit about choosing your friends. I mean, all family and all loved ones 
are not necessarily positive people. Look, I have those in my family as well. My family is no different than your family. But I actually try to surround myself with positive people. I don't I don't want to be around people that are negative. They bring you down. So even amongst friends, I found those that are inspirational and have the winning attitude, but among family members as well, you know, I try to talk, spend the majority of my time dealing with those that have the right attitude, that have the right outlook on life, and that are there to inspire me and to encourage me that I know care about my success. Number nine. Read to be inspired by heroes of, of history. You know, there's, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, in the man down section. But but there's a lot of history out there that can be very ins- inspiring, inspirational. Because there's some people that have already done it. And I'll, I'll bring some of those up to you. So we, we, we'll, we'll leave that for right now. Ten, know how to car- compartmentalize crisis. Let me say that is, you know, we've got to know how to compartmentalize, compartmentalize crisis, put things inside. Uh, let's see, how do I say a locker in your mind and only pull it out as needed. See, don't allow a crisis to poison the rest of your life. So you got to learn how to block it off. You know, there's a lot of people that have overcome some uh, some tragic things in life. And you, when you sit back there and you ask them how they would do it, they, they were able to put certain things in a, in a box and leave it there. And it helped them deal with it. So we've got to learn how to do that with crisis as well. Number 11, good health generates positive energy. Fundamentally, I, I can't say it enough. Take care of your body. Eat right, exercise right, it, it, it works wonders. Look, I don't care how bad you are. Maybe you're out of shape. Maybe you're obese. Maybe you're 400 pounds. It doesn't matter. Start with a walk. Make gradual steps to getting to where you are. But, but, but work on your health because that's important for you to have the winning attitude. It, again, it gets those juices flowing and you're able to accomplish some things that you didn't think you could accomplish. Number 12, try to control your emotions. Don't make decisions, get this now, don't make decisions when you are too happy or too sad because they both can lead to you making the wrong decision. If you're too happy, you might not look at all of the things that you necessarily need to look at and make the wrong decision. If you're too sad, you may react the wrong way. It's kind of like uh, going to a grocery store when you're, when you're hungry or full. It has the same effect. If you go to a grocery store when you're hungry, you find that you, you spend more money than you need to spend because everything starts going into your basket. But have you also gone when you were, have just finished eating and you're stuffed? You don't buy anything and you walk in there and you forget to get the basic necessities that you need because nothing actually looks good. You know, same principle applies uh, when you start talking about controlling your emotions. Number 13, preparation. You got to be prepared. 
if you want to have a winning attitude, you got to get up and do things to prepare yourself for what you're trying to accomplish. We've all heard that saying, he who plans, who fails to plan, rather, plans to fail. You've got to be prepared. You're not going to just stumble across greatness and winning. You've got to be prepared for it. Number 14 I want to talk about is, is, you know, success is the best revenge. Fundamentally, let me make sure we're clear. You start talking about that winning attitude. Don't waste time or energy by trying to get even or even plotting against those that may have wronged you. No, don't do it. You ain't got time to be worrying about that stuff. Use anger as firewood or fuel for fires of our of our ambitions. Because success is is it's the best revenge. It's simple as that. Success is the best revenge. And here's a good one for you, and I want you to listen to this one. Burn number 15, burn all the boats. Somebody sit up there saying, what do you mean by burn all the boats? What does that mean? Now, this is kind of quite drastic, and, and but it's absolutely critical. When I say burn, excuse me, burn all the boats, what I'm saying is take out all other options except victory. You don't need anything else that you can fall back on except victory. Don't 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 try to do something to have that one hand in what you're trying to accomplish and win at, but you got your other hand on the other side because you want to be safe. No, get burn all the boats, jump out there in the middle of it, and the only and 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 make sure that the only thing that you have left is either I got to be victorious or I'm going to fail and sink. Burn out all the boats. You don't need rescue. Leave leave victory as your only option. You know, one thing about me when I told you about my attitude is, look, I've never been a big fan of plan B. Those that know me, I don't like plan B. People, and I know some people say you need to have a plan A and a plan B. Now, look here. If plan B was such a good plan, it would have been plan A in the first place. So evidently, it's not that great. So focus on plan A. And then lastly, we're going to take a break. Is and, and this may not apply to everybody out here, but this is where I come from. Don't forget about God as the ultimate source of all victories. This is where I come from. I, 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 I believe in the Almighty. I believe his word in Philippians 4.13. We said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So don't forget about God because he can help bring you some victories in your life. Hey, look here, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back to our man down uh, session, and then we'll close out uh, at that particular point. You've been listening to Fundamentals. I'm your host, Carl Bobo, on the Empowerment Channel of Voice America. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Look among the stars, life is bigger than it seems. Get inside. 
inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning Healthy Living Power Hour. Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. Can you think of anybody who does not want a better life and to be a better person? Think about that for a second. Almost everyone wants to be better, but how does one go about doing that? One thing that is making people better every week is tuning into the Self-Improvement Show with Dr. Irene Conlon. All real change comes from within, but many of us don't know where to find the information or guidance we need to make the changes that bring about the improvement. Most of us don't know how to work within. Listen Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. This is Fundamentals with Carl Bobo. To connect with our show, please send an email to carl at choose2embracelife.com. That's K-A-R-L at choose, the number two, embracelife.com. Now, let's get back to Fundamentals. Welcome back, Fundament and Funda World. We appreciate you being back with us uh, as we head into this man down uh, section. Now, look here. For those of you that are not are new to the program, understand that in man down, what we titled that for is because there comes a point in life that sometimes people get themselves down and they need uh, somebody to help them get back up. So usually in our man down uh, session, I, I give you some points on how to get back up if you've been down uh, so that you can then get on that level playing field to be successful in life. Today, we want to continue in that, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently today uh, because I'm going to just give you some uh, examples, some visible ex- examples of people that have overcome adversity, and in many cases, a lot of adversity, to become successful. Because I want you to understand that there are people out there that are successful, but weren't always that way. There are people out there that are successful that went through some of the things that you are going through right now. And sometimes we just forget and we just think that we're all alone in this world. So I want to just kind of shine a spotlight on a few people and hopefully you'll find some encouragement by even some of them. You know, think about Bill Gates is one. Everybody looks at him as uh, he and Paul Allen, the founders of, of Microsoft. But what people don't realize is that his first business failed miserably. It was called, uh, if I remember, like Traffic O Data. Traffic dash O Data. And, and, and his partner, Paul Allen, who uh, owns the Seahawks and the um, uh, the Portland Trailblazers, is, you know, he said that even though it wasn't successful, it was seminal in preparing them to make my, Microsoft first product a few years later. So even though their first business failed, 
the experience that they had in trying to do it was also critical and turned out to be that critical in the success of Microsoft and even the first product that they did. So we need to understand that even though we make some mistakes, we fail at some things, that's all right. It has its place. Uh, Albert Einstein is another one of those guys. You know, I mean, uh, he, he actually didn't even speak until he was four years of old age. Think about it. Throughout elementary school, uh, history says that his teachers thought he was lazy and wouldn't amount to anything. But what happened to Albert? He ended up developing the theory of relativity. Now, you're talking about a dude who couldn't speak, didn't speak when he was one, two, three, until four. And his elementary school teachers didn't even think he was going to mount to nothing. Some of us on on this uh, uh, podcast, we understand that. We get it. You've been told by teachers or some uh, others in your life that you're, going to, you're not going to mount anything. Here's an example of somebody who went through the same thing, and he has. Jim Carrey, you know, the, the actor and and comedian, which you probably don't know is he used to be homeless. Oh, yeah. At age 15, he had to drop out of school. Fundamentally, literally, he had to drop out. His, his father was, I believe he was like a, a trying to be a good musician and uh, basically wasn't making any money. Uh, Jim Carrey had to drop out of school and kind of help the family out. The family lived in a van. Jim Carrey tells this story. But look at him now successful actor and comedian. Uh, somebody you, you may not be familiar with, but uh, she's been out lately, recently on different documentaries, but uh, Bethany Hamilton. This was a young lady who lost uh, an arm by a shark attack at age 13. Out there in the water, swimming, and lost an arm by a shark out there uh, surfboarding. But guess what? where many of us would have quit. She was back on the surfboard one month later, one month after losing an arm fund man. And two years after that, she won first place at the Nationals Championship in the women's division. That's a powerful story right there. Have you lost an arm fund man, fund world? Think about that. Ben Franklin, when he dropped out, he dropped out of school at age 10. You say, age 10? Yeah, but he kept on with his reading and and kept on reading and and kept on trying to learn and grow even though he dropped out of school. And eventually, he invented the lightning rod and bifocals. A 10-year-old dropout. Fundamental, are we getting close to home? Richard Branson, you know, this is the dude that uh, developed Virgin Records and uh, has the, that airline out there, Virgin America. Yeah, this dude, he's the fourth richest person in the UK. But what most people don't realize, he has dyslexia. But he didn't allow that to keep him down. He overcame it to be successful. Stephen King. Now, come on, people. We've all, you know, you've watched his movies. You've read some of his books and all that kind of stuff. But his first novel was rejected 30 times. 
And now he has he sold over 350 million copies and made uh, and many of them have been made into motion pictures. Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Everybody knows who she is, but what people a lot of people don't know is she gave birth at age 14 to a child and lost that child. She talks about how she was molested on multiple occasions by those around her. Could allow that to make her go into a shell and 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 not make the contribution that she's made to this world, but now her net worth is about three billion. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you, Fundaman. Thomas Edison failed a thousand times before creating the light bulb. <laughs> and you know, I I love his response to his failures. He said, I have not failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. I like that. He just twisted it around and made it positive. We can do the same thing. Chris Carr. In 2003, she was 32 years of age and went in for just a routine medical exam. And it revealed that she had a rare and incurable cancer. Now, instead of succumbing to the disease, she took it head on and and began a real new strict diet and lifestyle. She changed everything about her. And to this day, she has become a health guru and has like over 40,000 followers out there. You You can Google her and read about her and stuff like that. But she was devastated, but she turned it into something positive. Uh. What's that rapper Jay-Z? I didn't even know this, but, you know, he, he couldn't even get anyone to sign him to any record labels. So he was trying and trying and nobody thought he was good enough. He couldn't do it. So he just started cr- creating and producing his own music. And then he turned that into Rockefeller. Now, dude is worth over five hundred million dollars. And happens to be married to uh, Beyonce. But you're talking about somebody who overcame different obstacles in life. Uh, Vincent Van Gogh. Famous painter. But he only sold one painting in his lifetime. He painted over 900 works. Matter of fact, his stuff actually became more famous after he was gone. So if I'm trying to tell you, you got to just persevere fundamentally. Franklin Roosevelt was partially paralyzed at age 39 and he became president. Simon Cowell from that show, what was it, it used to be Star, whatever, oh man, I can't even remember the name of it, the X Factor. Uh, his first record company failed and he became successful now. Charlize Theron witnessed her mother killing her father who was abusive. She witnessed this. And now she's an Academy Award winner. And lastly, we've got, think about Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, the guy who wrote Jaws and E.T. and Jurassic Park. He was rejected by the University of Southern California twice trying to get into their school for theater and stuff, twice. But later later he created those movies and became a trustee at USC and now they've given him an honorary degree. What I'm saying, fundamentally, is you can win. 
and it doesn't matter what you've gone through. You just got to hold your head up, persevere, keep the focus, and believe in yourself. Hey, we're running out of time for this week, but I want you to know, Fundamen, we're here for you. It's time to man up, let's play to win, and it's time for man out. I'm Carl Bobo, and you've been listening to Fundamentals. Thanks for listening this week to Fundamentals. Please join your host, Carl Bobo, again next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an awesome week.